Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Baba G DIY Edible Kits. Go to Oregon Baba.com. That's Oregon, you know the state, B-A-B-A dot com. Go there, you're gonna find some some kits, some DIY edible kits. You could get it, mix in whatever you have to mix in. Check it out again, that's OregonBaba.com. I'm going to make these intros just more and more unhinged. Um, how you doing? What are you drinking? What's your happy hour drink of choice? Mine? Dunkin' Donut iced coffee. No Baileys. No Baileys in this. Cutting back on the old drinking. Um, it's a horrible drug. Wonderful, but it's horrible. It's delicious, but it's it's disgusting. It's the best. It's the worst. It it helps you socially. It destroys society. It's an enigma wrapped in a paradox hidden in the pocket of a giant riddler. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, uh, let's get to it. Hey, look what happened. Look what happened with the old Epstein case. I never talked about the Epstein case, did I? Or did I? Did I not? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, ABC, the American Broadcast Corporation, owned by a one Disney, owned by a one AOL Time. Is it AOL Time Warner Disney now? I don't know. They're all, they're all centralizing. Um, it turns out ABC had, a, had an interview, not just lined up, but but taped, edited, in the can, and it was spiked. ABC spiked the interview with an Epstein victim. They had the story. They coulda. Now, and you might ask yourself, now why why would they why would they spike the story? It's a huge it's a huge story with. Vast implications. We're talking about a global pedophile ring that implicates rich and powerful individuals where there's systematic child rape occurring on an island. Kind of a big story. Kind of a big story. Not just in terms of intrigue, but in terms of protecting future victims. Might want to get that story out there. No, no, we can't do that, though. We, we can't do that. ABC couldn't do that if you believe them because they didn't want to piss off Buckingham Palace. Might get in the way of one of their interviews with one of those, one of those fake inbred monarchs. Think about it. Think about, think about if that's true. Let's take them at their word. That the reason they spiked the biggest story of this young century was because they didn't want to jeopardize a future Puff interview with a figurehead from another country. And so ABC decides to spike the story because they don't want to jeopardize the interview, if you believe that. 
No, I did that is because the ABC is a major, is a major, can't talk, is a major media outlet that carries the bucket for the American, the Western ruling class. And if they all have their hands dirty, if they're all a cabal of child rapists, you can't have that media outlet exposing you. They, they spiked that shit for that reason. At least the evidence would suggest that. Strongly points in that direction. Now, we don't know everything. We shouldn't, you know, let's not jump to conclusions and claim we know 100% how this shit goes down, but it's not a good look. <laughs> it's not a good look, ABC. And so here's, and then the evidence even mounts further when, uh, so CBS, which is theoretically a competitor to ABC, right? No, they don't work together. No, media outlets don't work for the same uh, oligarchs. No, 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 they're competitors, right? That's what we're told. They're competitors. So ABC calls up CBS and says, hey, that new producer you hired a year ago, we think she was the one who leaked it. Why don't you go ahead and, and uh, fire her? And rather than CBS going, uh, go fuck yourself, I'm going to give that producer a raise for being a good journalist and a good American for, for leaking that very important information, give her a promotion. CBS listened to their competitor and fired just based on their say-so. Why the fuck would they, if they're, really, if they're really competitors, why would they fire that producer? Could it be they're not competitors? Could it be our system is no different than all the other governments we point fingers at and blame for being a control system of managed information and oligarchs working together to keep the people in the dark? Or are we the one exception in human history? And this is all uh, uh, a conspiracy theory or whatever buzzword they've invented to discredit critical thought. I don't know. You tell me. You go ahead and go down the rabbit hole, look at all the evidence in front of you, and you tell me uh, this is paranoia. It's right in front of our faces. I don't know. I don't know. Seems a little wacky. Seems a little strange. I mean, think about how big that story is. An island of systematic rape. Jesus Christ. All in the name of blackmail, evidently. Because every room had a camera in it. Which really kind of makes sense if you, if you think about it. Because this guy's working for intelligence, Epstein. He's... I mean, he's definitely good. He's a pimp, right? He's supplying the, uh, the contraband, right? Now, he's no doubt getting high on his own supply, but Epstein's purpose was to compromise influential people by blackmailing them. That's the name of the game, folks. It's blackmail. Blackmail. See, when you're young and naive... You, you kind of see corruption, and you and you say to yourself, "Look at all this bribery! Wow! Uh, look at all this!" Uh, and then maybe the threat of violence, the old JFK chestnut, you know, do what we say or we'll blow your head off. And you think that's what's what keeps the uh, the <laughs> the gang together. 
but that's not enough. You really need blackmail. And uh, that's, that's where this Epstein fella came into play. He was an agent, a pimp, who uh, was compromising folks on behalf of, who knows, uh, our intelligence community, I guess, I don't know. Uh, the the uh, royal family, Mossad, who the fuck knows? Uh, he had a Saudi Arabia passport, which is uh, interesting. Um, this guy was, this is a big, big, big story. I am not exaggerating when I say it's the biggest story of this young century. Um, and the media really downplayed it, which is crazy. Like, replace, say they weren't children, uh, replace them with... Uh, 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 upwardly mobile 35-year-old white women who are looking to get a promotion. And let's say there was just an island full of, of these women who were being raped. Um, that would be... Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty... That would make Me Too look like child's play. Uh, it, it's just amazing how years go by and you know, pedophilia is exposed in the Catholic Church. And it's not just a few bad apples. Don't, don't believe that horse shit that they'll try to give you. It's just a few, no, it's not a few bad apples. Uh, the whole uh, club is, is it's, like a, it's like a kid fucking club. And they, they thought of the Jesus backstory as just like, yeah, it's backstory. I don't know, man. Look at, look at the Vatican. The fact that they're still around, that their assets haven't been liquidated by now, tells you something's afoot. Something's going on. Like, there's a lot of people compromised in positions of power throughout the world. Something would have been done by now. Come on. The Vatican, by every objective measure, it's a criminal organization, right? I mean, it's a real estate gobbling, money laundering, uh, child raping criminal syndicate. If they didn't have the right to divinity, it'd be obvious. Right, but you want to hedge your bet. Oh, maybe they're right. Maybe they're telling the truth. Maybe, maybe this guy in his stupid hat has a direct line to Jesus, and I'll go to hell if I question him. <laughs> you want to hedge your bet, right? Take it away with the most monstrous shit, and nobody will. Uh, well, not nobody, but people. Uh, the the people that matter, the people in position to arrest them, liquidate their assets. They they, they don't do shit. Why? Because they probably were filmed in the Caribbean fucking some eight-year-old in Jeff Epstein's guest bedroom. I don't know. Not claiming, not claiming we know 100% of the shit again, um, but it's not a good look. Not a good look. It's not a good look. Oh, by the way, did you, did you read the police report of the Epstein arrest? How weird, how weird it was, like what Epstein like said during the arrest. He, apparently he was, he was sitting at the piano and they come up behind him and they're like, uh, Mr. Epstein, you're under arrest. He turns around, looks over his shoulder. You know what he said? He goes, homie. He said it just like that. They described it in the, in the police report. How weird is that? Oh, uh, I don't know what. Don't listen to me. Fellas, here's some advice for you. Speaking of uh, who me. Uh, fellas in a relationship. Married guys. Let's say you want to... Let's say you get caught red-handed by the, by the lady uh, doing something that you, you weren't supposed to be doing. Let's say, I don't know. Let's say you come back, you got fucking... 
you come back from the titty bar, you got glitter all over your face, and she's looking at you like, is that, is that glitter on your, f were you at a strip club? No, don't lie, don't lie. Lying only makes it worse. Just look right in the eye, right? Get, make sure your voice is stretched out in that upper register. And without batting an eye, just point to your chest and go, Help me! No, she's, she's, she's not gonna think it's funny. That, that's not what you're going for. Um, but she will be distracted. Uh, in fact, she might even get angrier, but now she's angry about something other than what she was originally angry about, i.e. you at a titty bar or whatever. Um, now, with her distracted, you can, you can really lean into it. If she, if she starts to give you shit for not taking the conversation, quote, seriously, just keep repeating, in different uh, cadences. Put a little spunk in it. Put a little sass in it, you know? Make it seem like you, th you find it ridiculous that anybody would even question you. me, me. And um, yeah, she'll forget all, all about it. Uh, she may attempt to institutionalize you in a mental uh, uh, hospital, but the point is you have controlled the narrative. You have shifted the debate to something that is more within your control. So fellas, that's what I call the who me defense. Just give them the old who me. And don't, don't worry if, if you are guilty of it. In fact, uh, the more obvious it is that you are guilty of the infraction, uh, the more effective it is when you look at her incredulously and utter the two magic words, who me. Okay, that's who me. A little free advice for you, a little free relationship advice uh, uh, from a guy who is recently uh, single, uh, kind of. Separ what are we, separated? Yeah, I should probably figure this out. I probably should mention it on the podcast, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge at a later date. Um, am, I, am I afraid of commitment? Are you, are you accusing me of, of fearing commitment? Uh, to that, I would only say, let me know how it goes. Email me at, what the fuck is it? MP at heyokhappyhour.com. No the, just heyokhappyhour.com. Uh, let me know how that goes. And uh, if, if I don't get one report of a divorce, divorce, if I get zero reports of a divorce or a separation, I will consider it a success. Um, I got a feeling it's gonna, it's just gonna piss off. It's just gonna drive a deeper wedge. But hey, there's only one way to find out. I'm only one guy. We need a larger sample size to see if the who me defense, uh, if there's anything there. Now your woman is gonna, keep in mind fellows, your, your lady, I feel like I'm doing an 80s comedy uh, bit. Come on, God, fellas, am I right? And ladies, no, but really, fellas, just realize your woman is always going to complain. And the road to hell is paved uh, with dudes destroying their lives, trying to 
lower their woman's complaint to zero. It's not gonna happen. Do you like that mixed metaphor there? Um, it's not gonna happen. Women are, are hardwired to complain. And there's really nothing wrong with that. It's actually a good thing. See, that's where most guys go, go wrong. Uh, that's how they turn to the dark side. Uh, because they, they're getting nagged by the girl, or they go through a breakup, or, and all they hear are women complaining about what? About him all the time. And he, uh, in his dumb male brain, projects male uh, motivations onto his female partner. He thinks she's complaining because uh, uh, she wants him to feel bad or, or because she wants a problem solved, right? Wants to make, you assume she's making you feel bad in an attempt that you correct the problem, i.e. provide a solution, no more complaining. Well, that's, that's not why women complain, guys. Women complain because they're genetically hardwired to do so. Thank God for that. That's what keeps evolution marching forward, is women complaining, okay? We would still be living in caves. We'd probably still be walking on four fucking legs if women, if some woman wasn't nagging about how the, the caveman next door, he's walking on two feet. He, it frees his hands to do stuff. Why can't you be more like him? And that guy would, he has no motivation to start walking on two feet. He's been getting by walking on all fours, scavenging uh, uh, wildebeest, uh, cow pies and shit for bugs and larvae. I don't know, hunting small game, whatever the fuck cavemen were doing to get their food before they were walking on two feet. He was happy doing that. But why? Why did he decide to go on two feet? Because he wanted pussy. That's the only way he could get pussy. And so he started walking on two feet. And then everybody starts walking on two feet. And so, and now, but do the women ever stop complaining? No, they do not. Why, if they stopped complaining, progress would halt. So they keep complaining. They say, a fucking Bam Bam next door has a club and he's using it to, to fucking beat guys over the head and steal their shit. Why can't you be more like Bam Bam? And then the guy might say, well, that's not right. You should steal shit. And she'll, you know, because women have good comebacks. They thought of everything already. Well, like, yeah, maybe true, but you at least need to defend yourself against guys like Bam Bam. Learn to wield a fucking club, you pussy. And so the guy has to go and get a fucking tree, a branch, and next thing you know, he's got a club. He's, now he's part of the system. Now he's got a fucking a stockpile weapons. Probably pay some young dudes to guard the weapons and one of them starts scheming, you know, that's a, but next thing you know, we got towns, now we're farming, uh, why women are still complaining, they're not happy, you know, they still think it's too much work picking berries and, and, and uh, doing the linens, weaving baskets, you know, whatever women did at this point in human history, they're still like, there's something more, they could see in the horizon, they couldn't articulate it, but they knew uh, mankind's destiny uh, was not... Uh, sitting around um, counting she shells, she shell, seashells, she sells seashells down by the seashore, and uh, and so the march of human progress continued with with nagging females in the background leading the way. Yeah, why can't you do this? All right.
And now we're, we're at you know, 2019, everything's taken care of. You, you can literally sit in your bed uh, like Jabba the Hutt and get every need delivered to your fucking fat face. You don't have to do anything. You, can, you have every song ever written or produced at your fingertips, every movie pretty much at your fingertips. Everything, you, you, there's not enough time for you to enjoy all the luxuries that are at your disposal, at our disposal. And so you would think finally, we've reached a point now where the chorus of complaining clams will dry up. But has it? No, women still complain and thank God they do because that means we're not done. We're gonna keep going, baby. This human experiment is still a marching forward. Now, will, will there be slip-ups? Yes, there will be slip-ups. Uh, uh, and by the way, if you're a lady listening to this, a woman, um, uh, you're probably assuming that by me pointing this stuff out that I'm somehow complaining about this. I'm somehow uh, voicing my displeasure with your tendency to complain. But that's not what I'm doing. See, what you're doing is, that's called projecting. I'm not doing that. Because like I said, I'm glad you do that. It keeps us marching forward. So men, out there, stop complaining about women complaining. Just realize that's what they do, okay? That's what they do. Squirrels, berry nuts, dogs, chew on bones, women complain. They're just hardwired to do that, all right? So it goes both ways, though. It's a two-way street, ladies. So if men are going to, you know, recognize that, you have to recognize some of our biological imperatives. Men need to come. I don't know why. I didn't design this uh, uh, vehicle, but men need to come. That's what nature makes us need to do. We have to come. Men need to come, women need to complain. It's really that simple, really that simple. And, uh, and, and women, if a guy, what do women complain most about? Men coming, right? When he comes, how often he comes, how long it takes for him to come, who he's coming with, behind her back, <laughs> uh, coming in the wrong place, not coming in the right place. There's all, most, it comes down to women basically complaining about men coming. Um, okay, great, Matt. Go, oh, fine, let's say you're right. What, what's the next step? There is no next step. Just recognizing this in each other is half the battle. That way we'll have a little bit more patience with one another, right? Men, you know, you'll, you'll have an extra two minutes of, of uh, blank staring forward into your plate of mashed potatoes as she complains about what time you came home or said you would come home. You know, you'll have a little bit extra patience just remembering that eh, this broad's just doing what her biology's telling her to do. She's on autopilot. She's, she's like a beaver making a dam right now. She's complaining. Okay, and just humor her. You know, just humor her. Sure, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, right? And ladies, next time your fella, you, you, next time you catch him getting a rub and tug or, you know, fooling around with some other lady. Now, if it's, a, if it's an affair, uh, that's one thing. But if it's just some guy, you know, getting an orgasm from some lady, who cares? Forgiveness. 
forgiveness, even if, even if your man is coming with someone else. Oh, that's probably not good advice. Oh, I don't know. Don't, you know what? Don't listen to any of this. Because you could easily, everything is case specific, right? It depends on the situation. Um, I'm rambling here. Let's, let's try to uh, uh, finish this off here. Let's shut this down and go watch some. Basketball, they like the basketball. Oh, uh, maybe in a bar, maybe on League Pass. Who the hell knows? Watch my Sixers. Watch my Sixers, or maybe I'll watch my Nuggets, or maybe I'll watch my Wolves. Maybe my Nets, but not my Knicks. Uh, I'm just naming teams. I had to adopt. You know, you live anywhere for more than two years. You gotta, you gotta root for the local teams, right? So uh, I still, I still consider the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Nets, and even the Knicks as my adopted teams. But the Sixers have my heart, presently. Oh, the Sixers. Um, what do you guys watch? You guys probably don't watch basketball. You, you what do you watch? Hockey. Watching the, what a, is there any sport more un-American than hockey? It's just, I don't like, I like these guys, they say hockey, hockey, hockey players are tough. They're tough. Yeah. Why do you think these cul-de-sac kids are tough exactly? Well, look at the fights. They don't have any teeth. They're always punching each other. No. You know why they're allowed to fight? Because they can't fight. That's why hockey players fight. Precisely because they're such shitty fighters is why they're allowed to fight. They look like toddlers. Ever seen a hockey fight where they pull their jerseys over each other and they're just like exchanging hook, like shitty hooks? <laughs> it's like, oh, look at them. It's so cute. Oh, they'll sleep tonight. So tough. Why? Because they refuse to get their teeth replaced? Hey, motherfuckers lose teeth. You think hockey players are the only, only guys? Just because they want, they want the image of having the, the, the gap tooth because they took a puck in the face. I don't know. They're not that tough. I say this as a guy who grew up in the upper Midwest. I lived in Minnesota for a while. First of all, you got to be a rich kid to play that weird sport anyway, right? You have to afford the equipment. Your parents got to drive in their minivan to places. It's cold as that kid's game. Hockey is. Oh, they're, they're so big and tough. Like, what's a big hockey player? What's a hockey goon? Like 6'5", 240? That's a point guard. Okay. Your biggest guys are the littlest guys on an NBA floor. But they can skate better. I'll give you that. They can skate better. <laughs> I'm going to get so much shit. So many of my friends are hockey guys. Uh, I'm just rehashing some of my the shit I give them. No, I, I, I'll, I'll give it to you, hockey. But not yet. It's, it's so fun watching you squirm. Because you can't really back it up. You know, some of these, I was at a bar in New York one time, there's an Irish pub, and there's a uh, NBA game on, and some fucking, the race doesn't matter, but he was an older white guy, right, in his, his 50s or 60s, in a fucking tie, it, he, he just says to his friend, I hate watching NBA, just a bunch of thugs, just a bunch of thugs, he says, I, I couldn't help it, you know, I had, I had a few Guinnesses at this point, right, I turned to him, I said, 
uh, thug. What do you mean by thugs? Like, what do you mean? It, like, what, what are they in the news for spousal abuse, uh, w w domestic violence? I don't know. I, I haven't really seen a lot of NBA players in the headlines for that stuff. Maybe you could tell me what you mean by thugs. And his response, he was like flabbergasted. He goes, well, we'll, well just look at them. <laughs> he motioned to the TV. And it, it happened to show Jay Crowder, who I think was playing for the Celtics at the time, who, uh, I don't know, the worst you could say about him is he has long hair <laughs> that, he, that he puts in braids. I guess that's a, that's a thug to if you're a, a scared white guy. Um, not, uh, thug. What the fuck are you talking about? I, seriously, NBA players, if you go through down the gauntlet, first of all, there's only 400 of them, right? Of those 400, uh, if you look throughout the NBA history, there's like fucking road scholars, senators, Bill Bradley, uh, fucking business type. These guys are crushing. Like, if this, if you took the random 400 dudes, just random 400 dudes from the street, they would be way more thuggish than NBA players. They would be, have way lower rates of success in intellectual and creative fields, never mind athletic endeavors. Uh, <laughs> just this idea. That's probably racism. I don't know what it is. But maybe it's not racism. You know what also it is? It's just short guys not liking tall guys who also have six-packs and million-dollar bank accounts and can sleep with any woman they want. You know, it, it, it conjures a little bit of envy, right? And so, well, they must be stupid and thuggish then. I have to have something over these brutes. That's what, that's what it comes down to. And these saints love hockey. Oh, they love hockey. But those hockey players aren't thugs. No, no. They're, they're respectable citizens. That's why we let them fight like toddlers on the ice. Right? So that's the narrative there is NBA's a bunch of thugs, hockey players are a bunch of nice guys. Until you bring up the fact that hockey players can't fight, then all of a sudden they're playing up the thug angle on the hockey side and the pussy angle of the basketball side. Can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways, white hockey fans. Boy. Boy, this soapbox is getting a little rickety. I've been standing up here too long. Oh, hockey, what a goofy fucking sport. You got to skate to play it? What the fuck is that? You got to put on skates? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Come on, skates. Again, I'm a guy from the upper Midwest. I, I'm familiar with skating rinks. I'm familiar with hockey. I even grew up in the 90s as a little kid. Remember rollerblades? Try to, you know what it is? I'm probably just jealous of hockey players. That's probably actually what it is. I couldn't skate. Let's be honest. I couldn't skate. I was too pigeon-toed. Um, so, you know, you got to splay your feet out. I couldn't skate. So I just decided that hockey was a bunch of bullshit played by fairies. Who's the real fairy? I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his sport. If you want to make hockey a better sport, better take a look at yourself and buy some skates. <clears throat> Alrighty, I'm going to go do just that. Go buy some skates. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do anything that stupid. I'm going to go watch some basketball like a man, okay? Like a man, drink some beer, and uh, I'm going to do so by walking and maybe running, Okay but I'm not gonna strap some weird tools onto my feet and to get there. 
all right? Gonna burn some calories, like nature intended me to do with my, my, with my bipeds. I'm bipedal, you know. I'm not just a pretty face, I'm also bipedal. I don't know what the fuck that means. All right, guys, have a good one. Uh, hope to see you next time. And uh, it's been real. This has been the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Uh, I've been MP Snatters. You've been you. Uh, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.